Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Over the Top Cycling. This is the beer report from the 2015 U.S. Pro Challenge uh, with Benjamin Day, coach of Kiel Reinen and day-by-day uh, -day coaching. Thanks for joining us with some insight, Ben. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me on. Now, last year you were uh, part of the challenge as uh, uh, a racer for the United Healthcare Cycling Team. That was your final event. You retired after the, the final stage. And now you've got a totally new viewpoint. What's it like for you? Different, i got to say. I, um, I strutted my stuff yesterday for the first time with some media credentials around my neck. So I'm now on the other side of the fence and I discover what the media room was like and just to hang out with the people in there, been writing about the sport for so long. That's so definitely a different viewpoint. Um, and then uh, my first day doing, we were doing a lot of video content yesterday, uh, which is what we're going to be working on for the rest of the week. It's called The Day Report. Check it out. You should be, put that into YouTube and you should be able to find it there. After each stage, we're going to be trying to put in some insight as to what happens actually within the race. Not just focusing on the finale, but that always needs to be done. So we're going to do some analysis of like the guys getting the pink way. What does it really take? Looking at some power files, talking to the guys and getting some insight into that. But yeah, for my first full day of doing that, we wrapped up at, wrapped up at 2.30 this morning. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a little rough. Um, got a decent sleep. Back to stage two now, we just uh, wrapped up today. The finish was in a, at a Rappo Basin, which is nearly 11,000 feet of altitude. So nice and high. Somewhere up there. Uh, now down in Copper Mountain and uh, bring you the beer report as I'm thinking a 90 shilling from the good town of Fort Collins, Colorado. So in stage one, who was really uh, instigating, getting things going? Did you see anybody wanting to take the lead? Yeah, so I'm uh, not sure if we talked about this last week, but in the last two years of the USA Pro Challenge, the first stage has been raced up in Aspen and Snowman. There's a circuit that they had up there, and it was a filthy, filthy hard circuit. The riders sometimes come in a little bit flat to this race. Maybe they're recovering from the Tour of Utah, which is one week in between those two. Or maybe they've just travelled in from Europe, so they might be suffering from a bit of jet lag or something. But it doesn't matter which way you code it. When you do a circuit race at seven, eight, nine thousand 9,000 feet, it is brutally hard. And I always found, in my experience, those, those stages that we had up in that snowman, 
were very difficult ways to start the race. And this year, looking at the Steamboat Spring Circuit, I actually rode it on uh, Saturday morning, and I was wondering, would this be different this year? Would the heavier, more powerful sprinters get over and contest the finale? Or would it be the more climbing sprinters we spoke to Kiel, Kiel Ryan last week, he was one of those guys that uh, obviously had a little fight towards him and his success. And uh, it happened to be there yesterday that, uh, once again, the, the bigger, more powerful guys, they didn't get over, they didn't contest the finale. And it was just uh, 43 riders at the finish line who were, who were sprinting it out. And then today was almost a, a queen stage. You had massive climbs today. Uh, what happened today? So yesterday was a great stage. We saw Taylor Finney come back here to win the stage. Kiel Ryan finished second, so pretty awesome uh, stage finish there. Um, and so just to go back to stage one a little bit, it wasn't a very climbing-heavy stage, but there was a period of maybe about 10 kilometres where there were three hills straight after each other, and we did that lap twice. Um, and on the final lap, there are only 14 guys together in that front group. There was still a little bit of a breakaway up the road. But that was very, very telling how difficult the stage was. And of those 14 guys, I think we're going to see those great particular riders shining for the rest of the week. Uh, excuse me. Um, either. Um, so that was, that was a little bit telling on yesterday's stage. But still, you know, 43 guys to finish. Who are we going to see in these next stages? Stage 2, 15, uh, Springs, straight up Rapid Ease Pass, uh, 27 kilometre dirt section in the middle of the stage, up Oak Creek Pass, I believe it's called. From there, uh, the riders then rode over to Silverthorne and started to climb up Arapahoe Basin. And I was wondering once again with the Arapahoe Basin, it's a fairly gradual climb as most of the climbs are in Colorado. But the big difficulty was going to be just the fact that it was going to finish up at 11,000 feet. And, you know, I think I underestimated the difficulty of climbing a little bit. I was in a team car with United Healthcare all day and uh, watching the riders on that climb and seeing the gradient there. It was a very difficult finish. There was a breakaway early on. Uh, it was a pretty strong breakaway. They, they held a good gap for most of the day. But, you know, they were pretty doomed coming into the finale. Nate Brown held, held on really well out of the break. He was riding very strong and only got caught with one kilometre to go. But everybody else sort of uh, fell by the wayside just because it was such a difficult on the pedal sort of day. I'm not sure how much climbing they had in the end, but I'm sure it was pretty significant to cap two, cap three, and a cap one climb to the finish. And, you know, there's no way that you can race hard to 11,000 feet and not be pretty expensive at the end. Just the, the, the finish line, uh, we saw Brent Cookwater. Take the win. Guys could have been a little bit of the bridesmaid just recently with the two of Utah. Always sort of there, contesting, never quite getting the line first. And he really made a mention for that today. Took the lead, won the stage. His teammate, Rowan Dennis, the guy who won the first stage with Tour de France this year. Very young, very talented young Australian rider. Um, met him a few years ago. Very, very strong kid. Um, he was here and he was second on the stage. He set Frank up very well for that win. Uh, third place was a guy who I cannot remember his name right now. A young, uh, Hugh, Hugh McCarthy, I believe, or Hugh McCarthy, I think is the way you say his name. Uh, English guy racing for the Kaharuel team. Uh, good climber, obviously, finishing third on the stage. Can't be anything but 
in Johnny Clark from United Health there. Um, as I was saying, that I was in the team start with him today. So I was pretty excited to see Johnny finish fourth in the stage. So there's, uh, there wasn't big time gaps. And I think we're still going to see some very competitive racing over these next days. Um, tomorrow is Copper Mountain. So Aspen, they're going to go the independent path at 12 out of the six. So I think we're going to see a pretty difficult stage then again. Um, yeah, and so racing open and racing hard and we're in the beautiful climate of Colorado, the Rocky Mountains, and race is on. How do you recover from a day like this? And uh, we're over seven minutes. I told you we'd keep it at seven, but uh, i just got to ask you that one question. Well, so the way I recover is I try to get some sleep and have a couple of beers every night. The riders, <laughs> uh, the riders are they're well looked after. They, they always have a great entourage, and I'm just seeing the background. The riders make a shoot party. That was the like today. Um, yeah, so the riders have great entourage. This is a great race. Very well organised. The medalist crew, KOM marketing. These people put on an amazing race every year. The riders love to come to this race. Very well supported. They always come with a big entourage of staff. They have their twenty years. They've been such therapists. They're looking after them immediately after the stage, making sure the riders stay warm, getting them back to the hotel, getting them fed doing their massages and the guys pretty much... So all they're focusing on is getting on the bus in the morning, making sure that they don't, they don't miss the trip to the start. Getting on the start line, racing their balls off for four, five, six hours. Getting home, recovering, and then laying low for the rest of the day. Like, we rarely see the riders outside of the hotel uh, throughout, uh, outside of the racing So uh, very well looked after. And you can see amongst the riders, like the guys who've got a little bit more racing in their legs over a longer period of time. You know, the, the Brent footballers have been racing for, for 10 years already. Or, for example, the World Tour team, these guys are racing a lot and they're racing very hard quite often. Often these riders will have a, a great ability to recover day to day. But we're only in the second stage now. We're going to find, as the week goes on, there's going to be a progressive load of fatigue. So we'll see that sort of come into account later on in a week, I think. Tomorrow will be a hard stage, and I think the next day going into Breckenwich Bridge will uh, we'll show you know, a little bit more separation throughout the riders. So it's still, still a little bit of an unknown to see who's going to shine. Um, we see who the contenders are, but the race is definitely not over yet. Benjamin Day, day-by-day day coaching with the Beer Report on Over the Top Cycling. Thanks very much. Look forward to speaking with you tomorrow, Ben. Thank you. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye. Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.